This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon and welcome to Talking Travel. For our sponsor, Travel World on King, this is Deb Austin and it's a wonderful hello to Sally Lucas. Hi Deb, how's your week been? Great and I hope yours has been equally good. Yes. And we are going grand touring. We are, we're going to go to a couple of different destinations and just touring, I guess, in a little bit of a different way, a little bit exclusive fascinating areas as well. The first one is the Royal Scotsman, which is a, a famous train, if you like, in, in, Britain, in Great Britain. And they're just taking 36 lucky guests on this exclusive and memorable journey around Scotland, Wales and England. So it sounds to me like it'd be quite a fascinating thing to do, particularly for anyone who has a specific interest in train journeys. Mm. Um, and it basically includes everything for seven days. So your sleeping cars are beautifully fitted out in rich parquetry and you've got a lovely intimate area to relax and enjoy the, the scenery as you're going by. So it's not just a tiny pokey little, mm, you know what nice. I mean, mm-hmm. up in the lower bunk like you mm. get in, in a normal train if you like. So each cabin includes private bathroom and shower, and obviously wash basin, toilet, hot water, etc. They provide high quality toiletries. Um, the lower beds are furnished with a feather and a foam pillow, a feather mm-hmm. duvet, cotton quilted bed covers. Doesn't sound like a train, does it? No, it's, it sounds like a, a lovely quality hotel <laughs> room on wheels. On wheels, which it, I'm sure it is. A dressing table, a full length wardrobe, hair dryer on a train. Can you imagine? I mean, there you go. My husband always waiting for the um, plugs in the trees when you go camping it so the girls can take <laughs> Hair he's, a bit, he's a bit naughty, isn't he? He thinks we can't go anywhere without them. Um, individually controlled heating. The windows actually open, and of course you've got cabin service with a call button. And you get accommodation in a state cabin, all table to hope meals on board, alcoholic and other beverages, nightly entertainment, and all your visits en route. So this starts on the 9th of July next year. It's a one-off, and you start from Edinburgh. Mm. Okay, and you go to a place called Boat of Garten. Doesn't that sound interesting? <laughs> like some of the names that you get conjured up when you when you travel through Britain, mm. and apparently it's it's quite a fascinating little place to visit. And it's got a famous golf course near it, and you do all these sort of things. You get off and you see castles, and you know it, it sounds fascinating. And from there you go Boat of Garten to Speyside to Dundee to Chester, then right down then in through to Wales, um, Landudno, uh, Hereford, Bath. The Neen Valley, then to Cambridge, York. They're beautiful places, so. aren't they? Scarborough, mm, they are. Ulnick, and then back to Edinburgh. Mm. So it's a round trip, okay? So that's fascinating. But if you don't feel you want to do the whole round trip, apparently you can buy um, some two-day like the segments. Por- uh, yes, from Edinburgh, oh. two-day portion. So yeah, and I mean the dining cars—they've got observation cars, and they do. You know, all sorts of sightseeings include along the way. And apparently the chef on board is fantastic. The food is wonderful. Um, I read an article um, from the Sydney Morning Herald where one of their journalists have just done a couple of days on that journey. Mm. And it sounded fascinating. They had a really interesting person on board who was a, a Navy commander and he virtually led the revelry. And <laughs> uh, You know, so I'm sure you'd meet really interesting people well, on train journeys. Especially when it's exclusive like that, Sal, because you do have... Yes. The personalities come out as... Oh, it's yes. not so... You, yeah, because you are in such a, a small group, you well, have the intimate. opportunity. Yes. And with only taking 36 guests, mm. everyone's going to get to know each other. Mm. And so it'll be a very intimate experience and I think quite quite a fun experience as well as, as seeing this, the countryside in a wonderful way on this Royal Scotsman. Very Agatha Christie almost. Oh, it, it is, isn't it? You can just imagine her Cule Poirot you know, pacing up and down the aisles, can't you? Yes. <laughs> 
so that's that's one that's a little bit different. Mm. And then a couple of others I thought we'd mention. Uh, Wendy Wu tours, who is probably more renowned for her journeys into China, is where she started out. But she has tours extensively throughout Asia and Southeast Asia now. But she's exploring further with her touring itineraries. And she's got some actually fascinating ones doing special group itineraries to some of the world's really exciting and fascinating destinations. The first one is um, a 15-day itinerary to Borneo. So that's incredible. And you're going to go to Kota Kinabalu, of course, the Sepulok Orangutan Sanctuary. I was going to say, that's what they're so yeah, famous for. Yes. The Mulu National Park and Caves. You go to Kuching. You stay in a longhouse, the Diban. Um, you go to the Turtle Island Marine mm. Park as well, where the turtles hatch all year round. Oh, beautiful. So that is fantastic. And that's a one-off, as I said. There's another 31-day South American Odyssey. Now, that would be marvellous. It's encompassing uh, Argentina, Brazil, Peru, Bolivia and Chile. And, of course, including things like Machu Picchu. You Lake Titicaca, oh, yes. you know, of course, all, all the important areas. Mm. And lastly, there's a 29-day that does uh, Libya and Egypt, and this is taking you to ancient civilizations, of course, of these countries, and marvel at those wonders that were built. I believe Libya is fascinating. Mm. It's not a country we think to go to too often, but I have read books and articles, and some of the ruins there were, were more outstanding than anywhere else, even in Egypt. So if you're interested in history, it would be a very interesting place to go to. And again, you've got Roman ruins, as we've said, before, you mm. know, the Roman Empire was spread so far, yeah, as well as going, of course, right through Egypt and a visit to the battlefields and cemeteries at Tobruk and Il Alamein. All these tours are all inclusive of airfares, taxes, etc. So when you pay, it's a one-up cost. Just check with your agent for the dates on those. But there's some wonderful itineraries to think of doing for next year if you're liking to do something a little different. Welcome back, and you're listening to Talking Travel. And there's so much talk at the moment about, um, especially in the movies, with cooking and travel. So Mm. tell us a bit about these cooking tours. Well, I think, to me, travel and food goes hand in hand. Mm. Because one of the experiences of when you travel is the food of the country you're going to. So it's not only the scenery, you know, it's the destination itself. It's how they live their life, the food they've cooked and experiencing that. And those wonderful smells when you walk through, you know, these wonderful places and bazaars and spice markets or just general cooking smells. You know, it's just fantastic. And there's a company called On The Go Tours at the moment who are actually, it's an English-based company, but they're specialising in cooking tours for people who love food, basically. And you can do it in Australia, of course, you know, even in Sydney, uh, Norfolk in England, Loire and Provence in France, Goa in India, um, in East Bali in Indonesia, in Ireland, Italy in uh, just out of Rome and also in Tuscany, mm. and Petra in Jordan, oh. um, in Mexico at San Miguel, in Morocco at Marrakesh, um, two places in Portugal, Spain and other two destinations, two destinations in Thailand and Vietnam. Mm. So they're wonderful. But I thought other than those, which are just fantastic, because of the Julie and Julia film coming mm. out, of course, with Meryl Streep and, of course, Master Chef and Master Celebrity Chef, we've been mm. inundated with, I guess, food-type things on TV and in the movies, haven't we? We all like to try to think that we're fabulous chefs. And we all now, we all just got that terminology now. We all plate up. Oh, we do, don't we? <laughs> How is our plating up? <laughs> So anyway, the movie Julia, Julia, of course, um, Julia Child was was famous in America Mm. and she was just introduced Americans um, to French food, basically, Mm. is what it was. 
and it's she died about five years ago at ninety age of ninety one. So she was a remarkable woman actually, and her husband apparently in sixty one rebuilt the kitchen for her because she was such a tall woman mm. uh, and raised the bench height oh, and so on. Bring on the high benches, Sal. Oh look, I did. I've done that recently myself. They're always too short even for me. Um, so the movie is, um, of course, just been released. I think this week wasn't it? I think yes. yes. And so I'd say it would be very interesting to go and cook. But she actually spent her years in France in the nineteen forties and the nineteen fifties, of course. Learn how to cook, and then of course she went on from that, and and she wrote a, a book that's considered, you know, almost compulsory reading, which I must admit I haven't. Mm-hmm. Mastering the art of French cooking, mm-hmm. and anyway, she wrote about that, and of course it's it's just become, I guess, something everyone thinks about that this girl, other Julie, who was fascinated by mm, her book and blog. cooked everything yes. out of the book over a year. But apparently um, her kitchen has been instituted, if you like, into the Smithsonian Institute. Ah. So it's been removed from her home. And count, as we said, the countertops were made five centimetres higher than the standard 91. And, of course, she had he did... Um, Knives on magnets, which was in you know, advance of its time oh, then, and, yes. and pegs and things to hang pots on. So she had everything at her disposal and didn't mm. have to go looking in cupboards for everything. And, of course, apparently she got new appliances added. She went on a cobalt blue a KitchenAid mixer and a food processor and a second wall oven. So it's quite interesting, and, and it's it just been moving it now to Washington. is quite interesting, and they said they get more people coming to view and look at her kitchen in, in the Smithsonian Institute than just other. about any other section and I mean I've been there and it's the Smithsonian Institute is an amazing thing to visit if you haven't done it when you go to America I mean forget the White House go to the Smithsonian Institute you know I spent one whole day just in one wing you know it's just so much like going to the Louvre you know in Paris Mm -hmm. you can't do it all you've just allocate Mm -hmm. yeah you might be interested in the Egyptian art or the whatever you know but I thought this isn't this interesting that on top of these cooking tours now if you wanted to go to America I'd definitely pop in and have a look at um, Julia Child's kitchen it would be so interesting to compare it to the kitchens of today and maybe she was a lot more advanced for her time obviously in her cookware and how she prepared meals and so on. But I think it's wonderful this is giving us all, I don't know, an enthusiasm again for food because so long we've gone down the wrong path of Mm. eating fast food and our kids have been and the easy fix, you know, whereas now we're learning that you can cook quality meals from simple ingredients. It doesn't have to be complicated. You no, know? that's right. You have a good pantry set up, you know, and I just think some of these cooking tools would be wonderful. I'd love Quality to do produce it. also contributes. Oh. I mean, we don't want to use stale or out-of-date bread or eggs or milk or anything like no, that. So, no. Sally, with some of these tours, yes. are we looking at short short holidays? Yeah, or well, they vary. They actually vary. For example, in Sydney, it's anything from one to four days. Mm-hmm. In Norfolk and England, it's a three-day Right. The one in the Loire Valley, it's a six-day, also the one in Provence. So they're actually including visiting kitchens, markets. You know, there's some sightseeing included as well as just not just mm-hmm. the cooking. In Goa, you can do either a three- or an eight-day. So quite quite a fascinating thing. And uh, what does it say? One of the words, the proverbs in India, they said, you cannot think until you've eaten well. Oh, yes. See, food oh. for the brain. I mean, we all need it, don't we? East Bali is an eight-day, um, County Firma in Ireland three. So, yes, there are various, destination, various sorry, lengths of destination of cooking tours available. Mm. But just check. It's called on-the-go tours, and this is something new they've put on the marketplace that they've decided to test and see because of the, renowned, you know, the absolute interest now that's coming forward in food. So, yes, that's another interesting thing you can add to your little itinerary for next year is maybe mm. slot in a food tour and as well. And, of course, you can speak to 
to um, your favourite agents on that as well. All very, very delicious. And see you next week for more great travel ideas right here on Talking Travel on 2NURFM 103.7.